Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, that's him. How are you? How are you today? That's him. That's him. Fine. Uh, I'm ready for some uh, better weather. It's a little, uh, little, little cool and rainy in Alabama uh, at the time of recording. Uh, hopefully, by the time uh, yo, you guys are listening to this, you got a uh, cool sunny day. But, uh, but this, uh, this sort of sucks. Might be sleeting up where you're at. Is it? Uh, no, I haven't been outside in about an hour, so I don't think so. I, let me look. Let me, I can look out the window, but I'm, I'm, I'm so millennial. I'm using my iPhone. I'm like, let me check the weather. Let I mean, me I'm, the, that's a, there's that literally a window right beside me, but it's got blinds and I'm not dealing with that shit. Yeah. Um, that sounds like a lot of work. It's 45 degrees with showers. Oh, boy, 45. Showers. Okay. 45. Um, okay. Well, it's 48 here. So I was thinking it might be 38 where you were, but all right. You know, shit's weird right now because, uh, it was colder in Birmingham than it was in Alaska yesterday or something. Bananas like that. That's crazy talk. Global warming is producing <laughs> wacky weather. Yeah, that's, I guess, that's one way to look at it. Al Gore strikes again. If it weren't for him, we wouldn't have global <laughs> warming re- or the internet. Gore's been a real troublemaker. <laughs> Shut your yap, Gore. United- <laughs> Uh, okay. okay, so um, today we're going to do predictions, obviously, but we might as well oh, go over a few, a few note odd and end things before we get to our predictions for obviously. Love predictions. Oh, we play Rhode yeah. Island tonight. Before. Yeah, we do play Rhode yeah. Island tonight. That's an interesting uh, little game there. And, you know, going to Rhode Island, that's, you know, okay. and I'm kind of down with it. I mean, we, Alabama probably needs to do those things right now. I think. Hopefully, if Nate Oates' tenure goes like we want it to, in three or four years, we don't need to go to Rhode Island. Right now, I'm fine going to Rhode Island. That's fine with you me. Know, right. Rhode Island's got a pretty decent we, – we talked about it the other day. I mean, they got at least a decent name. Their, their team's not good every year. They're good some years. But they got a decent enough name to where I think when Joe Basketball fan reads on the crawl that uh, Alabama defeated Rhode Island, if we do, in fact, defeat Rhode Island, uh, he'll go, wow, pretty good win for Alabama. Maybe they're pretty good. Yeah, you know, you know how that Joe basketball fan can be. He's a fickle son of a bitch. You don't know what <laughs> yeah. he's going to do. Yeah, yeah. He's he, he's not rooting for Alabama, whoever he is. He's probably rooting for Ohio State, who had a uh, nice win over Villanova last night. Oh, they beat them. Or two nights ago. Crap out of them. I mean, they yeah, were really. 20, I think. Just whooped up on them. Um, speaking of basketball, I guess we can go there first. Alabama, of course, lost out on the. Uh, Namari, oh God, now his name, he's, he didn't commit to us, and now I can't remember his last name. Jimmy, help me. You're talking Namari about Burnett. the kid that's going to Namari Texas Burnett. Tech. Burnett yeah. is the kid going to Texas Tech. Yep. We missed yeah, out I on him. Yeah, I didn't really know a ton about him, but uh, we still got a chance at Isaiah Jackson, right? Well, yeah, and, and in fact, he commits Saturday. That's where I was going. He commits Saturday, hopefully, to Alabama, and Keon Ambrose Hilton commits on Sunday. Uh, he's going to decide – among Alabama, Arkansas, Dayton, North Carolina State, and USC. Kind of a hodgepodge I mean, he literally I guess goes from Canada, coast. right? Isn't he a he Canadian? Is a, this is a Canadian fellow, right? Yeah, he is Canadian. I think he plays at some prep school in Ohio, maybe, though. Oh, okay. Uh, no, he, no, he doesn't. He plays uh, – well, it's Andrew, Andrews Osborne Academy. I thought that was in Ohio. That maybe sounds it's not. pretty Canadian. That does sound pretty – and 
Osborne with an E. So, yeah. That's I think I saw that school in Bob and Doug Strange Brew. <laughs> it wasn't Bob and Doug, was it? Who, who is it? Bob and... Bob and who, somebody. It was, uh, you know, it's that Rick Moriarty... Mor- God, man, everything's a blur today. Rick, Rick, Rick uh, the same guy in uh, Parenthood and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, that guy. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. I was trying to call him Moriarty. What the heck is that? Yeah, Rick Moranis and uh, and the other guy. His name was Doug. Maybe his real name was Doug. Ah, I don't anyway, know. I feel kind of like we should just start this old damn podcast over because yeah, we're we off have... to a really horrible start. <laughs> other than if you're a fan of Ohio State basketball, you have to be really yeah. pleased with, with yeah. how we're reporting. There's some Buckeyes listening to this going right now. I like where this podcast is heading. I'm going to stay tuned. <laughs> but before the Alabama fans turn off, let's quickly talk about Terrell Lewis and Anthony Jennings and Xavier McKinney and Jared Maiden and Shaq Carter. Hey, so we'll anyway, those two guys are committing this weekend. Hopefully both of them commit to Alabama. Both One of them, Isaiah Jackson's a five-star. Um, Ambrose Hilton is a four-star, top 75, 76 player. Um, so there would be two huge additions. There's no doubt. And so hopefully – this weekend, maybe by Sunday, on for Monday's podcast, we'll be talking about what a huge weekend we had with a big win over Mississippi State, a big win over Rhode Island, and two big uh, commitments in basketball. And who knows, maybe something finally will get a good commit in football. Who knows? Those uh, basketball commits would be a re- truly, I mean, as much as we joke around, they would be a truly big deal to land either one of those kids, especially Isaiah Jackson, but really both of them. It would be huge at this juncture of the Nate Oates era because all Nate Oates has to sell right now is I want at Buffalo, but check out all these cool facilities they gave me at Alabama and cool stuff. And we're playing in a cool league and I'm going to take what I did at Buffalo and do it on this bigger stage. That's the sell. That's the sale job that he's making. And really like the kid that chose Texas tech over us, that's because Texas Tech's coach could go, well, you know, uh, got us to the Final Four last year. So, I mean, he he's selling accomplishment where he's at, at and accomplishment on the biggest stage. And and so it's understandable that you'd lose a kid to Texas Tech. But uh, I, I'm just saying uh, it would be impressive for Nate Oates to, uh, to land uh, both of those kids or one of those kids. And and keep this in mind, people, if you want the in-depth, because we do, we do happen to know not just Ohio State basketball, but we know our team, too. Uh, we have 13 players on scholarship right now. As we speak, we're at the max 13. Only one is a senior. Just Beetle Bolden is the only senior Alabama's got. So 12 of the 13 are scheduled to be back. Now, we know basketball. Basketball basically had a, a portal going way before football did. Basketball transfers like an epidemic. So just because we can return 12 doesn't mean we will return 12. So I'm not sure how many Nate Oates would like to sign. But I'm just saying recruiting big numbers in this class isn't a huge priority because there is only one senior on the team. Exactly. And, look, you're right. Uh, I think it is also a foregone conclusion. Kyra Lewis will most likely go pro. Although, i got to say, what I've seen out of him these first two games, I mean, he's got a ways to go before I think – you know, you see these mock drafts, and they rely on as much – of potential as the actual NBA GMs do. You know, you when you watch an NBA draft, you're like, why the hell are they drafting that guy? He averaged six points and eight rebounds a game or something. And you're like, right. oh, I forgot. He's he's six eleven he, with a wingspan of twelve foot nine. And he's thirteen years old. 
and he's 13 years old. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's exactly how that goes down. So yeah. um, maybe with Kyra Lewis, you know, look, he had 30 points his first game, but he did miss those two big buckets. Uh, or two big free throws at the end of the game against Penn. Uh, he had 16 points his last game, looked pretty good at times. Other times he'd still look like he needed some maturing. Maybe he'll still be on the roster. Who knows? I, w- I would be hard. I've also seen John Petty on some uh, mock drafts early, uh, or at least before the season, and I'd be hard-pressed to say John Petty will be declaring for the NBA draft. He might transfer. I mean, I hope not. I still want him on the team. But I don't think he's based on how he played in these first. I'll I'll just say based on how he played in these first two games. I'm surprised that you follow the mock drafts of the Greek professional league. Yeah, because I mean, Petty looks like a third round pick in Greece to me. Now, I I don't mean to to make fun or take a shot at the kid, but he he has he hasn't really contributed yet. Uh, Again, we talked about him the other day. I'm chalking it up to just a a little slump, a little slump. He's fine. He's going to bust out maybe maybe tonight against Rhode Island. Uh, maybe tonight against Rhode Island, he gets his 26 points and knocks down about six threes. Uh, it's very, very, very possible. And also, Petty's, Petty, you are at your best. You're at your best when you fill up the stat sheet. And I've seen you do it before. It's not just about your three-point shots. Petty is a good, good player when he makes good passes, doesn't turn over the ball, rebounds, finds his way to a steal, finds a way to block a shot. There's been games when he fills up the stat sheet and you're like, wow, that kid's a heck of a player. But, you know, the Knights, John, when when you do make your five threes, so you scored 15 on threes and maybe picked up a couple free throws and end up with 17 in the game, when the rest of your stat sheet has zeros, I'm not really sure what you're doing for us, pal. So fill up that stat sheet. I've seen you do it before. You can do it again. Tonight would be a good time to start. It does bring up an interesting question. I, I guess in my own mind it does. Um, who was the last really good big-time threat beyond the arc? I mean, we've had some guys that can shoot, um, that can shoot a three, uh, and that will shoot a three. John Petty had a big night against Auburn. You know, he hit 10 threes or whatever he did. He hit, he hit 10 threes against somebody. Um, right. But who was the last one that you were like, okay, I want him shooting a three? Now, Maybe Rod Grizzard, but there were times Rod Grizzard yeah. threw up some absolute he dead was, ducks. He was so inconsistent. I mean, uh, I, I'll, uh, Grizzard's one of my all-time favorite players <laughs> in Alabama. I'm one of the few people that has that opinion, but I just like watching him play. Uh, but, yeah, he was wild. He, he, he'd score 31 one night and four the next. Um, yeah. So my question is – Maybe if, Ernest Shelton, was he that consistent? As, I, mean, I mean, I know he was pretty good. I, I just don't – I feel like everybody in that Mark Godfrey era, as they went along in their career, they were better shooters early in their career, and then it tailed off. Like, we coached it um, out of it. We coached, coached it, it right on out of them. Um, so Remember, Mikael Riley was a pretty good three-point shooter, although I don't yeah. remember him. I don't remember him being a, hey, he'll score 20 a night kind of well, guy. Look, no, I'm, I guess I'm looking at it like um, just Auburn, for instance. I mean, Bryce Brown – has Alabama had a guy that you felt like, okay, I want him jacking it up all the time? Because even if he only shoots 40% or 38% from beyond the arc, it feels like he makes all right. of them. And they were pretty. It's nuts based on two games. And, and and this is just so unfair to the kid. And it's so dumb. I'd have two games kind of like the same people that went, boy, we found ourselves a punter after we saw Ty P. Ryan punt it twice. Uh, 
and it sounds like that, but I, I'll say I, I think uh, Jaden Shackelford might True. end up being one of the better two guards we've ever had because he seems to me like after he gains some experience, maybe next year in the league, he might be that two guard that you're like, yeah, man, you'd want him shooting it all night. I, I think he's going to be an excellent shooter. No, I, I think he does have a really pretty shot. He had some big threes uh, the other night, and so hopefully that can, you know, that trend can continue. And one thing that's going to be interesting: Will Herb Jones play? He's 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 day to day too, just like um, just like Tua Tungabailoa is. So, he's a yeah, game maybe. time. De- is Herb a game time decision? Herb is a game time decision. They're both game so, time decisions. Yeah. So Herb's Herb's elbow and 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 Tua's ankle are like the same joint. Yeah, I mean, with the, we got a lot riding on both of them, and we're playing. Yet we're playing um, uh, two. T- I, I would say Rhode Island basketball is the Mississippi State football. Are they equal? Uh, probably. This is. I mean, Mississippi. What, what's strange to me about Mississippi State football is, I'm telling you guys, last year that was the best defense in the SEC, and if you're the best defense in the SEC, you may be the best defense in college football. That that's how good that group was last year. Now, offensively, they weren't very good at all. Fast forward to this year, their offense is no better and their defense is considerably worse. I mean, it's cr- crazy how much they fell off in a year, but it's easy to yeah. explain. Uh, part of it's coaching, but, but most of it's just the dudes. They had they had dudes as good as anybody, uh, multiple first-round picks, but they're gone. So back to, back to normalcy over there, but they are still pretty athletic on defense, and if I'm worried, it's this. Uh, Mac Jones is very, it's very likely Mac Jones is going to start not breaking news here, not telling you something that, that, that we get from the staff. It's, it's a reading of the tea leaves from secondhand good sources, let's say, but I I, I think Mac is going to start though. I do think of Tua wakes up Saturday morning and all the swelling's gone and he feels great and he begs the coaches. Maybe we will see Tua. I'm not ruling it out, but most likely we see Mac Jones the only other thing that worries me is it's it's the road factor. It's it's the road factor. It, it doesn't it always seem that every year there is a road game or two that you play in the league that when the game's over you're like, oh man, I'm glad that's over. We barely got out of there. And that that tends to happen almost no matter how good you are. So I'm a little worried about Mac and the road environment against a pretty good team. Mississippi State looks like they're going to finish six and six to me. Usually, a six and six SEC team is actually a pretty decent ball club. This year, this year six and six in the SEC, you're probably not that decent because the bottom of the league has been so bad. It hasn't been a stellar year in the league from top to bottom. So, I, I, I like Alabama's chances of winning, even winning uh, substantially, even with Mac. But uh, it is a road game. They do have some athletes on defense. And this is a team that has played pretty well when Tommy Stevens is in at quarterback. Yeah, but as I said, and really, I don't want to give away my prediction, but I guess I will. Um, I figured out a mathematical formula for this weekend. By the way, folks, don't adjust your audio. Jimmy had to change over from Internet service uh, because his hamster died and to (laughs) regular phone service. And the audio is a little sketchier, but hope. I think he only gets internet in the daylight. His internet is like some kind of reverse vampire. It's got to be, it only works in the daylight. Um, 
The wind, the wind, the wind can't be blowing out of the north, or I get no internet. Uh, okay. North wind. So my mathematical formula is this: an eleven o'clock kickoff, plus Mississippi State not very good, plus Alabama coming off a loss, times Bama still in the college football playoff uh, contention, minus a shitty crowd because. Mississippi State isn't in anything, and it's an 11 o'clock kickoff, equals Alabama 52, Mississippi State 17. I don't know how you debate that math. I like it. I mean, I like how you arrived. I like how you arrived at that. And all of that makes sense to me, and I will take it. To me, the win, the win of this, and this is just me. Y'all can look at it differently, and I'm sure Nick Saban will kill me. Thank, hopefully he misses this edition of the podcast since we're having technical problems. Hopefully Nick goes, I don't like listening to these idiots anyway, but when they're having technical problems, I'm damn sure not listening to their show. But uh, I hope Nick, but to me, the win Saturday is that point spread. 21, it started out at 21. I think it's down 17 because Vegas figured out that Mac's going to be the quarterback. Uh, yeah. So I think it's down to 17. But it started out at 21. LSU beat Mississippi State by 23. I, I look at that 21 points, and I'm like, to me, Alabama didn't win the game unless we win by 21 because I'm worried about style points. I'm, I'm worried about looking like a playoff team. I want to look like a playoff team. I don't want to look like a team that went on the road and beat an SEC team on the road and went, hey, we beat an SEC team on the road. That's pretty good, huh? Well, well yeah, it is pretty good, but it's not playoff good. Playoff good means beating Mississippi State on the road by 21. All right, Jimmy, I've got to work in. I don't even have time for a segue, folks. There's no time. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Just go to GetRoman.com slash lock to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Um, okay, so, Jimmy, we got to get into our predictions because your, uh, your hamster's death, untimely death, has taken up about 20 minutes of our free record time, which we are too cheap. <laughs> to buy any extra record time. Um, so I think we can uh, we can get started with some predictions. And, and I figured we'd go into some games that are top 25, not Alabama necessarily first, uh, sure. even though I've already given my Bama prediction. So how about let's just start right there. What is probably the best game of the day, Auburn and Georgia? Uh, it's, you know, we have differing views on who we're pulling for. I'm pulling for Auburn. You're pulling for Georgia. I will say this, I think too much is being made, too much is being made of the, too much is being made of the Alabama fans must pull for Auburn must win. I, 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 I don't look at it that way. I don't think Auburn has to win for Alabama to make the playoff. I, I don't think it's that. I think it's helpful for Alabama if Auburn wins, but, but not a deal breaker. Uh, that being said, look, Auburn's offense is bad. Georgia's defense is good. That pretty much is the whole analysis for me. I, I don't see how Auburn is going to score enough points to win the game. I think it's going to be relatively low scoring. Auburn's defense is good too. Uh, but, but Georgia's offense has sprung to life at least a little bit. I see Georgia getting up to about 24 points in this game, which is pretty impressive against Auburn. And I don't see how Auburn gets to 24. I, I do think Auburn's going to fight and make it a relatively close game. I'll even call it a one-score game and say that Georgia wins the game 24-17. to 17. But in the end, Georgia wins because their defense is really, really good and Auburn's offense is really, really mediocre. 
Yeah, I agree. I, you know what? Because I don't want Auburn to win, that means Auburn will win this game, and I'm going to say 18 to 15, Auburn wins. I know. 18 weird to 15. That's how these things go with Auburn, Jimmy. This is this is this is the hell I live in, which is right next to Auburn. That's 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 how it goes with them. Um, I, I'm not going to go through all these games. Most of them kind of suck. I mean, like Michigan, Michigan State is good in name only. I think Michigan is going to um, run them over. Michigan's Ohio State playing Rutgers. really well. Michigan's playing really, yeah. While no one's paying attention, Michigan's playing really well. I think they win this game easily. And I've said for a while, Ohio State might be the best team in the country. Ohio State, watch out. Watch out for Michigan. Uh, what about Minnesota-Iowa? Interesting game there, traveling to Kinnick Stadium. I don't see how – I mean, first of all, I think Iowa's a better team than Minnesota. Iowa defensively is very good. Give a bunch of credit to Minnesota for remaining unbeaten and even more credit for beating a pretty good Penn State team. But they did get fortunate to beat Penn State. Coming down from their biggest win – at the University of Minnesota in decades, maybe their biggest win in decades, coming down and having to play on the road against maybe the third-best defense or fourth-best defense in that tough league. Uh, I, I don't think Minnesota scores enough points to win this game. I like Iowa, low-scoring, Iowa 16-13 over Minnesota. Yeah, I agree. I mean, in fact, I would say the same score. I feel like that's exactly what this is going to be. I, I have a hard time believing Minnesota's going to be able to – they're not ready – to come back from a high like this just yet. Baylor, Oklahoma. Oh, this is one. Alabama needs Baylor to win this game more than they need Auburn to beat Georgia. Uh, I'm Probably. still convinced. I'm still convinced. I know a lot of people disagree with me. That's fine. I'm not saying I'm right. Y'all are wrong. Um, let's just say I'm look. Everyone should be legit worried that a one loss Big 12 conference champion will leapfrog Alabama at the end. What we need is for Baylor to beat Oklahoma, and then in the Big 12 championship game, Oklahoma beats Baylor. <laughs> that, that, that'll do it for us. So we need Baylor to win this game. That said, we have to pick the game as we see it, and uh, I'm going to say Oklahoma's going to win because Oklahoma has more good football players than Baylor. So Oklahoma – Behind a really good performance by Jalen, uh, Oklahoma, uh, 45-28. Yeah, I think it's going to be something like that, too, because Baylor has not been playing very well. They've been getting wins, obviously, but they've not been playing very well. Um, okay, go ahead and give me Mississippi State-Bama for you. Well, uh, I, I think it's going to be the same, assuming Tua plays hurt or Mac plays healthy. I, I think the score will come out about the same. Uh, a little less offensive production than we normally. Alabama averages right at 48, 49 points. I'm going to chunk a little bit off of that because either Hurt Tua or Healthy Mac probably not quite that good. Also on the road against a decent defense, I I will be really impressed if Alabama gets up to 42 in this game. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be a little shy of that. Uh, I'm going to say 30 that Alabama does get to 38, which is re really impressive when you think about it. Real, LSU only scored 36. LSU with their healthy Joe Burrow, they only scored 36. Uh, I'm going to give Alabama 38, and 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 I'm nervous about it being that much. Like I said, LSU scored 36. So all the Alabama fans are like, we're going to score more than 30. LSU scored 36, and they're the number one team in the country with fantastic offense. So mm -hmm. 38 would be impressive by Alabama. 
and, and as far as what Mississippi State, Mississippi State's just not good on offense, but Alabama's not that great on defense. So I think it's going to be 38-20, to 20, Alabama. And, and, and when the game is over, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a little disappointed. I'll, I will have wanted to beat them a little worse than that, and, and the defense just won't, won't let it happen. And even against a pretty mediocre offense, I think Mississippi State finds a way to get 20 in this game. Yeah, I just, I just, I, I gotta say, fifty-two seventeen. Stick with it. The math don't lie, Jimmy. Math just don't lie. <laughs> true. Um, you use science. I was using yeah. gut. You, you yeah. use science. So that's true. That's true. Um, so I guess the next time we talk will be Sunday. We will have this Mississippi State game under our belts, and we will have the Rhode Island game under our belts, and hopefully two big basketball recruits under our belts. Man, our belts are going to be. We'll be. Are going to be stretched. We'll- when we record on Sunday, we'll be drunk if all that if all that happens. That is true. Well, we're drunk. We're yeah, we're drunk now though. So yeah, I was going to say, you know what we call that? Every podcast. <laughs> That's why we're locked on. That's why we're locked on. Locked on uh, the we, People don't know before uh, before we were locked on Bama. It we were a podcast called Lock Up Your Liquor Cabinet. Um, <laughs> So <laughs> here we are. And he, yet here we are. All right, buddy. Roll Tide. Roll Tide and let's beat Rhode Island tonight. Here we go. And what, are, what is Rhode Island, by the way? What are they? they the what goals? is it? Are they the goals? Are they? I, I'm asking I you. I, I, I think they're the goals, but that could be really wrong. Are they the Rams? They are the Rams. Oh, no. Yeah, I think they're the Rams. That's kind of dumb. Are there Rams there? No, but I like how this podcast has come full circle. We couldn't remember shit to begin with, and right at the end, we can no longer remember shit. And I feel like we've completed the the cycle. It's going to prophecy is going to start off a new rant. A new rant Sunday. I'm going on though. It's mascots that have nothing to do with the (laughs) geographical area in which they're from. Because it is really dumb. Even Auburn, the Tigers. What the? There ain't there ain't tigers in the United States. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm in the back of my hand, back in the class, raising my hand going, hey, we're the Crimson Tide and we've got an elephant for a mascot. I mean, I know the I know the history. I know what you're going to say. But in terms of mascots that have nothing to do with them, there has not been an elephant in Alabama that is wild and free ever. We, well, we didn't I will even say this: elephants to help build any of our ancient structures like some of the other civilizations did once upon a time in history a giant asteroid (laughs) landed near the yucatan peninsula that killed every dinosaur on the planet earth and it created a monster tidal wave that literally did wash over the entire state of alabama killing everything in the state thus crimson tide that is not where we get it from but i'm saying it did happen are we sure that happened? Buzz. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's that's pretty accepted science. I think so. That's accepted science. The the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs. Okay. The, well, well, first of all, we're not a hundred percent. I feel pretty sure asteroid killed the dinosaurs. We're not sure. We're I mean, we don't. Nobody <laughs> Wait, was there. Wait, but the, the are, are you are Twitter, you talking about the Twitter was, barely, Twitter was barely working back then. <laughs> Yeah, uh, everybody, the dinosaurs could have gotten out of the way, but they had the same internet service you do. 
<laughs> they were like, there's a T-Rex like trying to do his iPhone. He's like, oh my God, my, my damn internet's down again. <laughs> Next thing you know, it, they, nobody knew about the asteroid. <clears throat> That's right. They didn't get the text because they had the uh, the traffic issue that I have at rush hour outside the house. It's really true. That's why I don't. I can lose the internet pretty consistently around 5:30 because every rush hour. I, I, I don't live in a highly populated town, but at rush hour, the traffic right within 150 yards of my door is insane, and I think that's. I think that it eats up all the tower because there's. <laughs> But that, that's what I think. That's, that's my theory. And, um, that's my serious <laughs> I, mean, I think you need to stick to extinction of the dinosaurs and how <laughs> and tidal waves that washed over Alabama theories versus any tech theories you may have. <laughs> <laughs> that's an excellent point. I can't even tell you how my I just turned. I can't even tell you how my television works. So I certainly can't tell you how the cell towers work. You're probably like like a, a dog I used to have. Like something, another dog comes on the TV and he like goes behind the TV to say, "Okay, where are you? You son of where a bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not much of a stretch, really. <laughs> like when you got a flat screen TV, I know your mind was blown. I know it was. <laughs> I was yelling so. at the refs and upset <laughs> that they couldn't hear me. You're like, I don't even you. know how you're fitting into this box I've got. I'm tired of y'all. All right. He's ignoring me. Say, look, honey, he's ignoring me. He's ignoring me. I told you that I'm not paranoid. There are ants on me, and the refs are ignoring me. Um. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Roll tight again, everybody. They're the goals. Nope. Wait, what did we decide? The Rams. The Rams. The Rams. So there's no Rams in Rhode Island. Maybe some Ram trucks. Just say Roll Tide. Roll Tide. 